Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by Benjamin Moore and Sherwin-Williams. Welcome to Paint Ed. My name is Torlando. I am your host today. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages. <laughs> that's that's too much. That's too much. That's too much. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, listeners. I'm sorry. That was too much. I didn't know where I was going with that. Which is the perfect segue into today's show. Where are you going? Where are you going in your business? Do you know? Do you have a clear vision of who you, what you want to be when you grow up? I love asking that question. What do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah, we get a lot of people on the show and a lot of people in um, our groups and speaking, and they try to tell you what you ought to do and what you ought to be and what you ought to become. And my question for you is what do you want to be what do you want to do in your business here's the deal you are listening to this show right now not because you have everything figured out but because you are looking for answers you're looking for the truth you're trying to figure out <clears throat> you're trying to figure out how to how to grow and manage your life in a way that uh, works for you you're tired of working 80 hours a week. You're tired of um, uh, not being able to get home in a reasonable hour because, you know, uh, you got something that needs to dry. You got to finish to the end of the wall. You got a, a bid that's going long. You, you got a pile of emails. You got customers who are wondering where you're at. You got to tell where the crew's going in the next day. You're running 100 miles an hour and it feels like you're going 20. That's a tough place to be. I empathize with you. I understand what it's like. I've been there. And what I can tell you is that it's episodes like this one that are going to get you out of your rut. So I want you to pay attention today. Okay. We got Mr. Mike Gore Hickman with uh, Painter Growth on today. We're going we're gonna to talk about an important subject. Before we jump into the show, I just want to real quickly... Uh, remind you that you can, if you are listening to this episode, I hope that you are subscribed. You might be on Apple Podcasts, you might be on Spotify, you might be on Google, uh, Google Podcasts. But if you want to get the video, which I think is, I think it's worth it. You know, there's something about video, being able to see the engagement with me and the other guests, being able to sit down and take that time, and you're not multitasking. You're you're going to sit down and you're going to maybe take some notes and maybe uh, put put some goals on on uh, on a vision board or something like that and uh, and and really start to make change that's the goal of today's episode uh, if you want to watch that video make sure that you download PCA overdrive 
where we have we host all of our videos you know i've done over 100 shows they're all there on pc overdrive it's free with your membership or 5.99 a month uh as a solo download all right i'm not gonna uh go through my long list of uh of uh promotions all that i want to jump right into the show because i think that this one is going to have real impact um this one in particular so so listen closely get out your notebook let's start learning with mr mike gore hickman of painter growth what's up mike welcome to the show thanks for having me man excited to be here yeah yeah so uh in the intro here i kind of painted a picture Ooh, all puns intended on that one uh i painted a picture of what it's like as a guy that has you know four or five guys in the field and you're still on production you're still managing you're still selling you're still wearing all the hats you're still administering you got a lot going on you're working extra hours the money might not be flowing as well as you need it to you might be robbing peter to pay paul help us out mike where <laughs> what do you, what do you guys do and how how can you help us yeah thanks man i mean most most painting contractors most business owners they wear about seven hats so at any one time you're 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 doing the job of seven people you're producing a lot of the time you're managing customer service, you're doing marketing, you're doing sales, you're recruiting, you're managing your team, um, and you're managing your finances. So for anyone, that is a monumental task to try to get all of that done in a day. And like Torlana, like you said on the intro, you're running 100 miles an hour, but feeling like you're going 20. I mean, with the like 300 plus painters that we've worked with in the last couple of years, like that is such a common story. Yeah, yeah. Now, I think to me, uh, you know, so, so you, you work with a bunch of painters, you have a painting background, you've been a, a paint contractor, um, you meet a lot of us out there in this same space, and I'm sure that a lot of them are coming to you and they're thinking, well, which of these hats is the one that I'm supposed to wear? Um, my opinion, Mike, is that a lot of people think that they as a business owner are entitled to wear none of the hats and that they should delegate every last one of them. I can tell you as somebody who has done that, there's not actual fulfillment in that. Um, you, you, you end up bored. Uh, you could be windsurfing every day that that'll get boring. Um, you could eat lobster every day. It'll start taking like tasting like soap. You have to well, be that. Sorry to cut right? you off, but it's not, no, you're good. it's not attainable for the average person. Like yeah. no offense, but the average person to, to be able to build a business where you are completely removed and having a business run without you, it's just it's just not attainable, nor is it a goal of most people. You want that fulfillment, right. you want that purpose, you want that drive, you want that sense of accomplishment every day. But and you want connection. Everyone, yes. Right. Your neighborhood, your community, your peers, your people. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, not everyone has the same goal. Right. So like you said, what is your goal? What do you want to be when you grow up? This is where I start uh, our clients when we start working with them is where do you want your business to be in a year? Not just revenue wise, but how much profit do you want to make? How much time 
per week do you want to work? What do you want to be doing with your time? Do you want to be producing? Do you want to be recruiting? Do you want to be doing your sales? Do you like marketing? Um, because depending on how much you want to work and what tasks you want to do, uh, based on your profit number, the inputs to get to that profit number will be different. Because you could make $10,000 per month painting full time. But you sure. could also make $10,000 per month being mostly hands off. The only difference is you'll need three times more revenue to do that. Are you hunting for supplies online? Looking for a trusted supplier that makes your job easier? Paintsupply.com offers real customer service, built-in volume discounts, multiple payment options, and thousands of the leading painting supplies in the industry in stock and ready to ship. Tapes and rollers? Check. Pallets of caulk? Easy. Most orders ship out same or next business day, and all orders over $100 ship for free. Paint Supply knows that you work hard, and they want to help make that hard work just a little bit easier. Visit paintsupply.com today. Check out their reviews online. They speak for themselves. That's paintsupply.com. Right, right, exactly. And I, and I think that the, you know, when, when we have conversations about, um, you know, what role should I be in? And we, and we have conversations about delegation and um, kind of reclaiming time. Um, I think it's easy. I think an easy pitch for a lot of, um, you know, a lot of the coaches and gurus out there, an easy pitch is to, is to kind of paint this picture of like, well, yeah, you could go, you know, you can go on vacation, you know, 10 months out of the year. What I like about what you're saying here, no, it's not necessarily that you're, you're, you're not necessarily going to find that fulfillment in there. Of course you should go on vacation, right? Like absolutely. But the, it's reclaiming to what it sounds like to me is that you're talking about reclaiming time in a way that ends up being meaningful to you, whether that's time in the business or outside of it, it's going to be some combination of, of both. But the, the, the fact of the matter is you have to find that thing, that mechanism that's going to sustain your life while providing and maximizing the meaning that you receive fulfilling to you fulfilling to your life and and what you want to do and the purpose that you want to uh have in your life um but the when we were chatting before we went live here um one of the one of the themes that kept coming up is um choice is having the choice to do what you want to be doing so if you're currently in your business and you're you know painting maybe you have a helper or two um, if you leave your business for a week your business doesn't make money without you your helpers don't set up the next job right your customers don't get called your estimates don't get done so you can go on a vacation especially in the slow season if you don't have a lot going on and that's fine but the business stops making money so although you have a choice there is a there is a negative repercussion from you taking a business and you might feel guilty going on that vacation Whereas yeah. even if you had, you know, a backup plan for a lot of the tasks that you typically do in a day to day, and you set that up so that when you go on vacation, those things still get done. Well, now you can, you can, you can sip that mimosa a little bit easier because, yeah. you know, you're still, the business is still generating revenue and profit with you away. Not saying that you need to leave 10 months of the year or that you're going to buy a Ferrari with your painting company. Yeah. But right. You can significantly take control of your time if you, if you start making the right moves. Yeah, well, exactly. And I, and I think it's important to note that, you know, like, I, I love what you're saying about that, the, the reality and the, you know, the realistic nature of it, 
you know, going back to our conversation before we hopped on the call, we were talking about a certain uh, franchise that ha is no longer in business where, uh, you know, there are not a national franchise president had been doing it for 30 years, decides to step away. And because there wasn't that leader, that driver of sustaining and, you know, continuing and, and focusing on the mission, uh, they just closed. They just flat closed. A national organization just flat closed. And, and so it, 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 this really is not about disengaging from your business. It's about re-engaging in a way that is most impactful but most efficient with your time. Am I on the right track here? Yeah, 100%. So like having systems and structure in your business and choosing what you want to do does not mean disengaging with your business. I like that term that you used. But not necessarily being the one to do all of the, you know, on the ground work. So not having to be the guy or girl putting the paint on the wall, not having to be the person uh, moving the ladders between sites, not having to be the person collecting payments and asking for Google reviews and uh, maybe not even being the person doing all your estimates, mm -hmm. right? And having that type of control over your time where, you know, the business is operating at a certain level with you there, but you're overseeing and doing the things that you want to do that do provide right. you fulfillment and happiness and control and not doing the things that you don't want to do that take energy away from you, that put you in a bad mood when you're finished with them. Right, exactly. So, th so there are some nuts and bolts of this. You know, I think on, on one side of the coin, there's, well, if you, if you want to have a specific role in that and you do the math on it and it, it just means that you have to have a certain number of people, you got to have good people. Uh, that's, that's understandable, maybe outside of the scope of what we're talking about today. Let, we're going to get a little bit more nuts, nuts and boltsy and really talk about the, the, you know, the systemizing and the process, uh, creation that it takes to kind of go from one stage to another and identifying which, at which stage you're going to maximize your outputs. You know, you talk about inputs, you work and do stuff. You also talk about outputs you know, receiving the money, for the results of the effort. And so from what I understand, there are different things within the business that you could be doing that have maybe smaller inputs or maybe even the same amount of inputs, but greater outputs. Yes. Right. So yes, can you walk us through the, the different stages of that? Love to. So this is about increasing the value of your time and the output that your time is contributing to the business. Now, many of us, myself included, when I started my painting company, I felt like the most productive thing that I could be doing on any given day was painting. Because when I was painting, I was getting a job done. And as soon as that job was done, I was getting paid. And that was a great feeling, right? It's very easy to see the result of my input when I was painting because in a day or two, I was getting paid. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Very, sure. very, very easy to see. But painting on average can only make you about $50 an hour. It might be a little more, might be a little bit less, but on average, after you pay your, your costs and your overhead, you're making about 50 bucks an hour painting on one of your own job sites. And you might argue with me and say, I oh, know I make $100 an hour when I'm painting. It's not part of not the point here. That's great if, sure. if you have that type of charge rate, but that's, that's not the point. The point is increasing the value that you provide your business.
So the next level up from the $50 an hour task, I like to call it the $500 an hour task. And this is marketing and sales. Now you're like, oh, how do we, that's, that sounds like BS. How do you make $500 an hour doing sales? Well, mm -hmm. let me break it down for you really quick. Um, if you have a piece of paper or just like think through, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay down a couple of numbers here. So if you have a $3,000 average job size, okay, pretty realistic mm -hmm. for most people. And say you mm -hmm. close one out of three estimates. Every three estimates you go to, you close one job. That means okay. every estimate you do, you book about $1,000. Right. right. So if you have a 50% profit margin, gross margin in your business, you're making $500 per estimate that you do. So if each estimate right. takes you an hour, that's a $500 per hour activity. So people say, oh, I can't, or I've heard painters say, I don't have time to do estimates. I'm painting all day. Mm -hmm. Well, you do have time. You're just prioritizing the wrong thing. You're prioritizing a lower uh, return activity over a higher return activity. Right, right. Now, what's, you know, where, where I maybe want to uh, push a little bit on this is like, okay, so sure, uh, $500 an hour, uh, you know, activity here. Um, you know, you will have some, uh, some expenses that are going to be taken out of that. You're going to have to pay your taxes out of that. Uh, you're going to have to save some money out of that, you know, for future operating expenses. So you're not necessarily going to take home the full $500. But that's a conservative, that's based off of a conservative average job size. Okay. You know, my, my job size personally, I'm, I'm regularly uh, selling $8,000 jobs. So, uh, you know, or more. So, so, you know, use your own math on this. Right. But, but the, the, the principle there, I understand the other side of this, Mike, where I, where I push back a little bit is that you're not necessarily compared to painting you're not necessarily going to be filling every hour of your day with estimates, right? No. Nope, and so not. you're not going to be able to say, yeah, I worked for eight hours. I did eight estimates. Therefore I made, uh, you know, $4,000, right? That's because yeah. that's a lot of, that's a lot of freaking estimates. <laughs> so here's how to, here's how to think about that. You don't always have the opportunity. If you don't have a job, you don't have an opportunity. If you don't have any jobs, you don't have the opportunity to do that $50 an hour task. Right. If you don't have any estimates, you don't have the opportunity to do that $500 an hour task. So you have to earn the right to do higher and higher leverage tasks. Right. So no, you cannot do a $500 an hour task every day. You're not going to do eight estimates a day. I mean, some days you might do eight estimates in a day. It's going to be a tough day, but that'll be a great day. Yeah. Be tough, but yeah. most of the time you won't. Right. 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 But exactly. if you can... If I, I, oh, I have, I have this one uh, breakdown. It's so if you take your 40 hour week and you do 36 hours of painting, uh, I think that ends up being about like 720. No, sorry, 50 times 36 is 1800 bucks. Okay. Mm -hmm. So 36 mm -hmm. hours of painting at 50 bucks an hour is 1800 bucks. And then you take those four hours and you do four or $500 tasks, that's $2,000. Simply sure. by changing those four hours to be $500 an hour tasks from those 40 hours, you've literally doubled the return that you generated for your business. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be some unattainable thing where you have to get out of production before you can start increasing the value that you provide your business, but it's about right. slowly shifting your time and creating okay. those opportunities where you can spend more and more of your time on these higher and higher value tasks. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you because, you know, you really, in a sense, you have to, you have to be able to keep your, your battery charged. And if you're at a stage where you're not able to charge your battery on, you know, hoping that a, a paint job comes by, um, you know, that then it does make sense to, to uh, fill that time. In fact, I had a, uh, you know, so, so with the collective, we have a, an apprenticeship program where, you know, we'll take our, our, uh, you know, smart college kids and in the summertime, bring them and, and, uh, you know, teach them how to paint. And then they have, they have a couple tracks. They can go production management track or they can go sales track. I had, uh, one guy this summer who, who called me up before school starts or ends. And he said, Hey, um, I actually got an opportunity in another town to, to do, uh, you know, sales with, uh, with pest control. And I'm like, okay, you know, that's, Congratulations! Yeah, I, I, you know, genuinely, uh, anytime, anytime somebody in my company gets a, a new opportunity, I, I'm happy for them. Um, you know, but I said, hey, uh, we still got you on on payroll, We're still waiting for you. And if you want to do something similar down here, you know, there's a track for that. And so he says, well, okay, let's, you know, I'll, I'll keep that in mind, and and uh, you know, but I, I want to kind of see this through. And I said, please do, you know, by all means, see it through. He goes up there, works for sixty hours, uh, doesn't make a dime. Um, was out of money, had to come back home, um, you know, had a gun pulled on him, all this kind of crazy stuff. Right. So, <laughs> so I said, come back and, and here's going to be the plan. All right. What we're going to do is we're going to spend the first part of your day. First, you know, two thirds of your day. We'll, we'll paint. Okay. That way that puts, that puts money in your pocket. It's guaranteed money because you produce, you, you, you make the money, right? Then what we'll do in peak hours, then we'll we'll do the same thing that you were going to do. But I can tell you that people are more friendly when you knock on the door and say you paint houses rather than knocking on the door and saying uh, you got bugs in your house. They're just a little more friendly when you <laughs> you, have, you have a better message. It's a happier news. Uh, and so I uh, said, so, so we'll do that, you know, so that so that idea of the gradual, I think is I think that is responsible, you know, even for our listeners who are not in college, for those listeners who have been in business for, you know, even if you've been in business a decade and you're just at the point of, gosh, I, you know, my, my wrists are hurting, my back is hurting. I gotta, I gotta figure out how to get out of this. It's but about, I have no time to work on the business because I'm producing all the time. Right. Right. So it's about making that shift. So, so tell me a little bit more about how we make that shift. Yeah, actually I, I ran into this just recently with one of our clients. Um, so he was similar spot. Um, he's been in, been a painter for about five years, but always never had time for the, for working on the business. And I'm sure that's a familiar story with many people. And what he would try to do is anytime he had stuff to work on the business, he would do it after dinner. So he'd wake up, hit the paint store first thing in the morning, go to job site, work with a couple helpers, uh, you know, do his estimates in the day, go home, have dinner, put the kids to bed. And then if there was any time, if there was any energy left, he would work on the business. But we know what happens when we try to do that after work, 7.30, 8.30. We flip on the TV, we go to bed early, maybe we have a beer and we lose motivation and then we repeat mm -hmm. it the next day. Right. So the issue there is prioritization. So what the shift that we made is we, uh, we helped uh, this client with a task called uh, time blocking. And we mm -hmm. prioritize working on the business in the morning. So from 7 a.m. till 10 a.m. on Tuesdays and Thursdays, he works mm -hmm. on the business. 
So he doesn't get to site until 10, 1030 on Tuesdays and Thursdays, but he just tells the homeowner that. And as long as expectations are communicated, it's fine. Um, But now he works on the business. And um, in, I think it was about three or four weeks from doing that, um, he ended up, I'm, I'm going to get some of the numbers wrong. I wasn't prepared with this, with this story, but I think he ended up booking about $60,000 in that month. Um, because he prioritized, you know, marketing and sales and then some recruiting. And I don't even think he paints anymore on site. That was one Mm. of his goals. He wanted to have control of his time. So, um, but, uh, it was about prioritization. So how do you do that now with time blocking? Have you heard of, have you used time blocking before Torlando? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. It's one of the most effective management tools that you could use for your time. So you take your Google calendar or your paper calendar and right beside of it, you write a list of everything that you need to do in a week, right? You rate, you rate the priorities of each of those tasks and uh, how much time they're going to take. And so with a completely blank schedule at the start of the week or the week before, you start placing those items in your calendar for when you're going to get those things done. So if you know that you need to do two hours of recruiting, put that in your schedule before you put in your production time. If you know you need to spend a few hours marketing, figure out how much marketing time, when is it going to happen, put it in your calendar. And then let then start filling in the less important activities. And then finally, any leftover time that you have there, you can produce or do whatever you'd like to do. Now, mm-hmm. once you have that outline, now the trick becomes actually following it. Because you know a lot of people can fill in a calendar, but, but if they don't follow it, if they go chase the fire, uh, then everything falls apart. So you need the right. discipline to actually follow that plan and execute on it once you put it together. So how do you scale up your painting business without having a breakdown? Let me tell you. At Breakthrough Academy, we systemize contracting businesses for growth. Our specialty is the implementation of operational systems, which pull you, the owner, out of the day-to-day so that you can focus on the much bigger picture. And here's how we do it. First, we pair you with an industry specialized coach that guides you through implementation, tracks your results, and holds you accountable. Second, we set you up inside a content ecosystem that contains hundreds upon hundreds of made-for-you templates. You will literally never have to make a process from scratch ever again. Third, we immerse you in a top-notch community of like-minded entrepreneurs who share freely, they share candidly, and it makes the journey of entrepreneurship a heck of a lot less lonely. Now, the content coaching and community all combine to help guide you through the six pillars of our program, which are financial controls, defined roles, hiring systems, training and onboarding, optimized sales and marketing, and goal setting and execution. So if you're running a quickly growing business and you're ready to stop putting out fires and reclaim your life, join the top contractors in North America at Breakthrough Academy. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, I do. I, I'll uh, back you up on this. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a proponent of time blocking. I fit a lot of stuff in. Uh, people consistently ask me, like, how, how did you, you seem like you have a lot on your plate. How are you doing it all? The answer is time blocking. Um, the other answer is that I have the, an ability to just not think about anything else than what's like right in front of me. I don't know. Some people can't do that. They think of it. They have, they carry the whole mental load of everything all at once. And for some reason, I just, you know, I'm right here in the, in the podcast right now. I'm not thinking about anything else. That's That's how it is. (laughs) Compartmentalization. There you go. And that's another very important business task. You know, we were talking about Elon Musk before and he's got, you know, SpaceX, Tesla, boring company, whatever. 
Twitter, when he works on one problem, that's the only problem he's thinking about. Right. So he's very incredibly good at, you know, compartmentalization. And so to be at, you know, that type of business owner that, that hits, you know, greater and greater levels, you have to be good at compartmentalization. You put a task in your calendar. You can't think of that paint spill that one of your painters did on a carpet yesterday when you're working on this thing that you just put in your time block, because now it's time to work on it. You just have to work on the task at hand. Okay. I, I like that addition to time blocking because I think that a lot of people will create a time block, but then they ignore it because they're thinking about, you know, all of the urgent and less important tasks that are, that are popping up. Um, love it. Okay. So time blocking and, and just, you know, to give the audience an example of how I do it, um, I'm doing my recruiting activities in the morning. You know, before uh, I had this podcast episode, I had an interview with a potential painter. Uh, my podcast tend to be the middle of the day, which is the time of the day that we're recording this. In the afternoon, I reserve that for uh, my job site visits and, uh, and estimates. And, uh, and so, um, and then sprinkled throughout the week, I have certain training blocks. So actually today, after we get off of this call, I'll be host, I'll be having my, my internal seminar. We do a weekly seminar, we do training. So, so it is very um, regimented in that compartmentalization, the ability to show up and, you know, focus on a single thing at hand. Um, that, that is a big key to making this all work. So I'm glad that you brought this up as a tool, totally back you up on that. So then what's, what's next? What happens after this? So just on that, a lot of people, I'm just thinking as an outsider in this uh, podcast, um, it might be difficult to start or people might not know where to start on that. So I actually have a training that I usually reserve for our paid clients, um, but I will, uh, I'll give it to any of the listeners here for free. So based on what we talk about, I'm going to put together a package of resources and, and stuff. Oh, awesome. So if you go to my website, um, paintergrowth.com slash PCA, uh, you'll be able to download it for free. Um, so I will make sure to add the time blocking training and template uh, and other resources there. So paintergrowth.com slash PCA. Um, to get that for free. Right on. Okay. So, so that transition from, uh, from, you know, being the painter to now we're going to focus on marketing and sales. Now, again, I want to, I want to push this a little bit here. Um, You know, I don't know that everybody has gotten into business just to become a, a glorified salesperson or marketer. Um, I, I feel like there's, there's something beyond this, but like you said, you have to earn the right to pass through these stages. So, so we're going to kind of s- ruminate in this, in this arena. And I'm, I'm curious why we need to go here. You know, what is the, what is the importance of, of taking this time to, you know, learn how to sell, learn how to market and, and, you know, is it necessary to live your entire life in that role or is there, you know, is, are there alternatives? For sure. Um, Everyone's goal is different. We talked about goals a little while ago, um, but everyone's goal is different. So it's up to you, uh, you know, the listener to decide what your goal is with your business. How much profit do you want to make? How much time do you want to be working on the business? How much time do you want to spend with your family? How much vacation do you want to take a year? So you need to start with the end in mind. What do you want your life to look like? Um, And then from there, we can start crafting what your ideal business should look like. Okay. And I think one of the important 
uh, aspects of uh, creating a business and growing a business that, that we haven't talked about yet is that idea of security. Um, you know, there's that, uh, what do they call the Maslow's pyramid or hierarchy of needs? Yeah. Hierarchy right? of needs. Yeah. Yeah. And so right at the base is, is, you know, like food, water, security, shelter. And so these are the most important things before we start thinking about, you know, like what was the word you said, gallivanting around and wherever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so we need to make sure we have security and to have security in our business. We don't want to be just going job to job book a job, do a job, book a job, do a job and have all of the systems in your business live in your head. Because, you know, many of us have families. If something happened and there was a downturn in the market or you had a dry spell, you didn't book a job for a few weeks um, or maybe you got hurt and all of a sudden you can't provide for you or your family. Right. So, right. so there's this like existential risk um, to you and your business and your family if you don't set your business up to be uh, to, to run at least at some level without you. Sure. If you fall sure. off, if you fall off your bike and you break your wrist, like something as silly as that can completely stop you from working. And then you need to start from scratch. We actually have a client in Toronto and uh, he, he hurt his back. He was a one man show and he hurt his back. And uh, yeah. he had just gotten started with us. So we didn't really have a lot of time to get him to a good point, but but basically what we helped him do because it was a different situation is how could he recruit uh, from his bed? How could he do sales from his bed? How could he deploy um, subs from his bed to get jobs done so that he could provide for his family still? Because it was literally like life or death. He needed to make money. And this was the only way that we yeah. knew, he knew how. Yeah. Um, so, so the why is like, what do you want your business to look like? And, and, are you ready to take that step and, and, and create that type of security for you and your family? Got it. Got it. Makes sense. That makes sense. So, so you talked about how, um, uh, the, the, you know, the sales activity, um, it can make you $500, but an hour, but you also mentioned that there's a step beyond this where, you know, cause I think a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of the coaches, they really stop here. They're like, always be marketing, always be selling. The money is in the sales, money is in marketing. But I think that you have, I think you have another layer to this that I'm really curious about. Yeah, absolutely. So we have the $50 per hour task, which is painting production related activities. Then we have the $500 an hour task, which is sales and marketing related activities. But I actually want to challenge you and, and think about uh, recruiting as a $5,000 an hour task. Like, well, $5,000 an hour, of course, you can't do 40 yeah. hours of recruiting and, and get that same return. There's a diminishing effect. But but sure. um, here's a little bit of math for you. So okay. if you spend 10 hours recruiting, and out of those 10 hours of recruiting, you find one great painter, just quick okay. check for you, Torlando. Do you think if you spent 10 solid hours recruiting, you'd be able to find a painter? Oh, yeah. But my, my recruiting process is crazy. I'd find 10. No, I'm kidding. But yeah, I'd find one. I'd find at least one. You find one, right? Like one <laughs> rock star who's going to stick with you for a year, right? And produce. Yeah. yeah. 10 yeah, hours, sure. a good amount of time. Most painters won't yeah. spend 10 hours recruiting and they'll complain that they can't find anybody because they, they yeah. didn't put in the effort. Anyways, 10 hours, you find one painter. So everyone's market's a bit different, but on average, one painter can produce about $125,000 in a year. Okay. okay. So they produce about $125,000. A skilled and, painter. Not an, an apprentice can't produce that. But I, I an will apprentice. agree with you that it's, 
Yeah. yeah. And it can depending on charge rate and the skill like painter can do that. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So let's say you find someone and they may, they produce $125,000 a year for you at a 40% profit margin. That's $50,000 in gross profit, not net profit, but mm -hmm. gross profit contribution mm -hmm. margin mm -hmm. to the business. Sure. You take that $50,000 and you buy it by 10 hours that it took you to find that painter. There you go. That's $5,000 an hour. Yeah. Now there's going to be the devil's advocate here, you know, in the, in the audience. Um, oh, there's so much more that goes into it. You need to train them. You need to, uh, you know, get the jobs, you need to produce them, you need to do all this other stuff. Um, true. But those 10 hours got you the opportunity to now do the production related activities. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's about, it's about creating that opportunity for yourself so that you can have a $5,000 an hour activity. At Sherwin-Williams, we make innovative products that apply smoothly. Plus, we have the services to make your business run smoother. We deliver preferred pricing and discounts on the products you trust. Plus, free delivery to your job site. We have straightforward tools for your business today. Plus, cutting-edge solutions to build your business for tomorrow. We save you money. Plus, we save you time. Work smarter with productive solutions. Well, and then, and then, you know, you can apply that not just to painters, but you can apply it to your salespeople and you can, and apply it to the, you know, to your administrative uh, support, you know, whether that's, whether it's outsourced or, or in-house. And so if you, if you're able to create a, a system, you know, whereby you have the people in place to, to do those activities where you're, you know, ultimately the revenue is coming from the painters. And so we, we cannot minimize the role of the painter. We cannot diminish it. We, I don't even feel good about like minimizing the, the impact of like the financial impact of it, you know, like at the beginning, like saying, oh, it's a lesser task because it only makes you $50 an hour. It's essential because it's just, it's just critical. You know, we love it's, our it's painters. Absolutely critical. Um, we yeah. love our painters, but just the truth of the matter is that it is a, it generates less revenue. Yeah, right. it is. It is a uh, it is a, a manual labor job, and and the the paint that you're able to apply as an individual, it only makes so much. Okay, so that so that is the truth. Now, what I like about this is that you know if, if we're looking at each painter as being a fifty thousand dollar profit center for the business or gross profit center, obviously we have our net profit and all that. Uh, but if we look at it as being a uh, uh, a profit center $50,000 every time you add a painter to the uh, to the mix now you are putting yourself in a position to okay, I need to retain this person I need to retain this person I need to cultivate this person I need to give this person opportunities and advantages so that so we can be a co cohesive team so so as much as you are recruiting the way that it continues to be a $5,000 uh, endeavor is by being a being a good leader, you know, and, and, and maintain those people. And I, and I, I really harp on this, but with our audience, um, it is very difficult to be a good leader when you are gallivanting across the country, <laughs> showing how fun your vacations are and your painters are out there in the heat on a high ladder, following you on Facebook and seeing that I'm doing all the work here and this guy's, you know, having fun <laughs> it's really hard it's really hard to keep those people motivated when you are not present as a leader and uh, 
growing a business in this way isn't necessarily about not being present. Right. Um, it's about being present, but doing higher, uh, you know, higher leverage activities for the business. Um, and, and, and also, like you said, like culture is very important and culture is often neglected in businesses. So when I was running my painting business, um, one thing that we did every, I think it was every second Friday is that we would do a breakfast. So I would take the whole crew out, you know, we'd get up to like with 16, you know, I think we got up to like 20 guys at one point and girls. Um, and we went over breakfast. We had this one spot that we went to every time and I bought everyone breakfast and we hung out there mm -hmm. for about an hour, hour and a half. We all had coffee. We had, you know, breakfast, whatever they could order, whatever they wanted and cost me a couple hundred bucks. Um, but then everyone went off on their day and they went and they had a great day, but they all got to chat. We did like, we would do some awards. So we would look at, you know, who was the highest producing and who like, you know, one guy was like late all the time. So we kind of made a joke around that and, and we would, we would have fun together. And I think mm -hmm. having fun together is a very uh, often overlooked activity in business because you spend the you spend more time with your coworkers than you do with your family, waking right. hours, right? Right. So you need to have fun with them, and you need to make sure that your team is having fun. And so creating a culture and doing events, even once or twice a month, will have a huge impact on employee retention, employee happiness, uh, production, and just overall satisfaction and if your employees are happy that's going to translate to happy customers absolutely absolutely i love it i love it so so if we if we do this you know if we do it right what is our what does our life look like at the end of the day it's a good question um and again it's going to depend on what people want to do i have uh some clients who who do not like sales Right. So one of the first things that we worked, we do with them is we help them find someone else who can do their sales for them. Right. So it's about having systems. It's about getting things out of the owner's head and onto paper so that we can delegate those responsibilities effectively when necessary. Um, and so one example is uh, I can, I'm thinking of a client and they wanted to get out of sales. So we recruited for someone who has experience in estimating and we set up a commission structure. It was a base plus structure, but it was fairly affordable, fairly low risk for the business owner. And we mm -hmm. helped schedule this person for their estimates. And of course, there's, you know, there's ride alongs, there's buddy estimates to make sure that expectations are being set properly, numbers are being done right. Um, and then we need the metrics in place after the jobs are done to make sure they're being quoted properly and profit margins are where they should be. But this client wanted to get out of sales. So that's what we helped them do. He wanted to be yeah. doing production. He wanted to be moving ladders. That's the type of stuff that, that was fulfilling for him. Mm. But for, uh, for, you know, the, I would, I don't want to say the average, but for the, for the large majority, um, painters just want the choice. You want the choice of whether or not you have to produce each day, whether or not you um, you know, have to move that ladder, whether or not you have to get up at 6am. So if we can help you set up the systems in your business so that more or less will run without you doing every single little thing and getting those systems out of your head onto paper and communicated across the company, then you have that choice, you have that control. And so it's going to look mm. very different for everyone, depending on your business. Like you, Trelando, yeah. you're doing recruiting. You told me just before this, you did an interview. So you're mm -hmm. sitting in that $5,000 an hour window. You're not right. on the brush. You're not doing sales. You're not doing ads. You're not going door to door. You're right. doing that very high leverage activity. So it's about finding what that end result is, that specific painter, what you want, 
creating that perfect business in terms of revenue, number of jobs, average job size, number of estimates, number of leads, uh, number of painters, what the team looks like, what your responsibilities look like, what that goal looks like, and then starting to work there, right? And it's not a magic pill. It's not going to happen immediately. And it's sure as hell not going to be easy, right? right? But if you have that goal in mind and you know what your perfect life looks like with your business, then we can at least start making moves to get a little bit closer there. Awesome. Awesome. Very cool. Mike, you've got some, you've got some resources for us. You want to tell us what's in that toolkit? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and on this last thing that I just said, when I was breaking down numbers, so we have like number of leads, number of estimates, number of jobs, average job size, closing rate, lead slippage. I actually have a spreadsheet um, that's incredible business overview spreadsheet. I, I'm, I'm biased, but I think it's pretty incredible. <laughs> um, but I'm going to give you guys as well um, as part of this package. So if you head to my website, um, paintergrowth.com slash PCA, I'm put to, I've put together a huge uh, swipe file and training for you for completely for free. So it's going to have a scorecard template for your painters, a time block training template, this, uh, this spreadsheet to track your, create your goals and track how many leads, estimates, and jobs you need to book each week uh, to hit your goal. We're going to include some production planning and scheduling spreadsheets, job costing to make sure that you, you're making money on all your uh, jobs. And I'll probably throw in a few other things as well. But not charging you a penny for that just because you're listening, you're a PCA member. I'm going to give it to you absolutely for free. So paintergrowth.com slash PCA and uh, you'll be able to get it there for free. Awesome. Thank you so much, uh, Mike. This has been a, a really great conversation and uh, surely one to provide some uh, meaning to our listeners, but also some direction in terms of where their greatest potential lies. So I thank you so much for being on and best of luck to you at uh, Painter Growth. Thanks, Orlando. Talk to you again. All right, there we have it. Mike Gore Hickman with Painter Growth. Uh, coaching and uh, consulting practice. Uh, good guy. Good guy. Um, good conversation. I thought it was thoughtful. That was meaningful. And it's the kind of conversation that I like to have because I think that a lot of times, um, you know, we get people on and they, and they really do push you to be a salesperson only. Like that's the end goal. And there are times where I just, you know, I'm not sure that I always agree with that. And so I'm glad that he came with this, you know, idea of what do you want your life to look like? That's something that I always ask, you know, what do you want your life to look like? Uh, and, and having that plan for it, putting in those things in the process. So thank you so much for, uh, to Mike for being on the show. Um, again, this episode, if you want to watch it back, um, go down to PCA overdrive and get that uh, video content. There's more shows than just mine. Um, I don't know if you knew this, but our podcast, the painted podcast with, with our various guests, we get about a million downloads a year. And that puts us in the top 2.5% of podcasts. And that's because of you, our dedicated listeners. So we are so grateful for uh, you for showing up and uh, being part of our, our journey here at the, at the PCA. Um, we've got a lot of great things planned in the future we've got painter gatherings uh starting to emerge we've got small um you know regional events micro events where speakers like myself um are out there teaching business if you are interested in having uh me or, or one of the other hosts 
on a sh- uh, at a at a micro event in your area, um, consider starting a, pa- a gathering of painters, seeing who who around your state is uh, is involved in that, or talk to some of your vendors. Some of your vendors are putting together these shows and they invite us out, and uh, and we and we teach what we know. My content on my part, stuff that I teach is from my book, Sprint, which you can find on Amazon.com. Just search for Torlando and the word Sprint, and it'll get it there. And uh, I also wanted to mention that I also have some free training out here for you. If you go to craftspainter.com backslash trade school, you can uh, get a, a playlist. Of, uh, it's all it's all on YouTube. Okay, You can even just subscribe to our channel on, on uh, YouTube, Crafts and Painter. We've got a great trade school content out there uh really in-depth stuff i'm bringing to you some really great knowledge coming from the number one mba program in the country uh, the kelly school of business so go check that out folks it's been a great day it's been a great conversation here i'm glad to have you listening uh make sure that you get all this stuff uh, again you know go to paintergrowth.com access pca for that toolkit appreciate you listening today have a great one go out there and make a difference in people's lives Thank you for listening to Paynet. Paynet podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.